Welcome to Leading Virtual Teams, the podcast for emerging and established leaders looking to find balance in the busy world of hybrid working. With me, Dr. Maren Deepwell. For new listeners, here is a quick reminder that you can find links to the resources mentioned in the episode and more information about me and my work in the show notes. If you'd like to keep in touch, subscribe to my free newsletter to get a roundup of all the episodes each month, blog posts, and information about upcoming courses directly to your inbox. Now, on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to this um, fun episode where I'm going to offer you the chance to join a holiday reflect along a word that I just made up to <laughs> explain what that um, what that means. Um, basically, this episode is a normal podcast episode that also gives you an opportunity to reflect along with me. And um, I got the idea to do this by seeing that according to Spotify Wrapped, the most popular episode of the podcast for the whole year is one about the hybrid working wheel. And I'll link this in the show notes if you haven't listened to it, um, you're welcome to to revisit it. But basically, um, I've adapted a popular coaching tool called the Wheel of Life for hybrid working and made a couple of different tools and uh, resources, all openly licensed, um, to really help you reflect on different aspects of how you work, including your working environment at home, at the office or on campus, communication and collaboration, as well as social interaction and well-being. Now, although many people have started to use this tool and find it really helpful, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, what do you actually do in practice? Like, you know, whether you're using a template like the one I made or a journal or whatever it is that kind of you want to use to help you support reflecting, what do you actually do when you sit down or, you know, stare at your computer with the, or have a blank piece of paper? How do you get from, I would like to reflect to actually effectively reflecting? And I think many people find it really challenging to sit down alone with their thoughts and they don't really know where to start or what to do. So in this episode, I offer you the opportunity to see how the tool is used in practice and reflect with you on loads of different aspects of hybrid working. And also to give you an opportunity to just maybe take stock as we end the year, or if you are starting to, if you're listening to this as you're starting to plan uh, a new year, it might be a good idea as well to set some intentions for the new year. I'll be doing a little bit of both. I'll be looking at different aspects of working and how well they're working for me at the moment and giving some scores based on the year I've just had. But I'll also be setting some intentions for what I want to do differently in the new year. Now, in the podcast um, show notes, you'll be able to find a link to the template if you'd like to download this. I've made an, a template just for this episode that you can download and you can either annotate this digitally 
or if you'd like to print it out and jot down your own notes, you can have a, um, a go with that as well. I find it helpful to have some pen and paper um, and I prefer handwriting and, and working with a pen if I want to reflect and sort of scribble things or maybe you want to use something like a journal or Google Doc um, where you can just start writing and taking um, stock of your thoughts. In the episode, I've also, or rather in the blog post, I've also included a completed template so that you can see what it looks like um, when you fill one in and I've given you a sense of you know what my scores are and how I would record that and what things I've added to my um, to my template. So hopefully that will give you a really good idea of how to do this um, if you want to have a go and do that for yourself. So get ready, either find a cozy spot, um, maybe get yourself a hot drink, find somewhere comfortable to sit, um, whatever you feel will be conducive to you having a bit of fun with reflecting and if you'd rather you know not sit anywhere or not stand at your desk and take this episode along for a walk that might work well as well get a bit of space to think however you want to engage with this I think the whole point is that you bring some curiosity to this exercise now reflecting is ultimately about getting to know yourself better and how things are working for you and so it's really important to have a a degree of an open mind and some curiosity being open to discovering something new and i'm very much in that same position although i obviously know what i want to talk about in this episode i don't really know what i'm going to find as i reflect along um with you and I haven't done this episode. Um, I don't. I haven't scripted this episode, so I'll be, you know, reflecting in real time with you as we go through it. So we'll shall see what we discover. <laughs> and I really, I hope that if this is your first time in using this tool, or if you're just sitting here thinking, "Oh, I'm really not sure if this is for me," um, why not give it a go? Maybe it's a helpful half hour. And maybe it isn't, but hopefully you'll learn something along the way. Okay, get ready to reflect along with me as we go and think about hybrid working. So if you have a look at the template, you can see that our hybrid working wheel has eight um, aspects of working on it, or actually seven, there's one blank space to add your own. And the way this tool is traditionally used is that you use some reflective prompts and I've suggested some um, that I've included on the template, such as, you know, what works well, what would you change, what is causing you stress, what would you like more of or less of, and so on, to reflect on each area in turn, and then assign a score between one and 10. Now, a low score represents an aspect of working that is challenging or needs your attention, maybe needs some action. And a high score, something which is working well, brings you joy or has a positive impact. One thing that I always make sure I explain is that it might be that there is an area of work that you don't score very highly, but that you're quite contented to leave as it is. So don't feel that your scores necessarily have to dictate any kind of action.
So I'm going to get started with the first category that jumps out at me. So I am going to start with work-life balance. And I think at the moment, I'm going to start using some of the prompts that I've provided. So what works well and what would I change relating to my work-life balance? So I think what works well for me is that I have a lot of flexibility. I don't work long days every day, which is good. I do get time to, you know, have shorter days. I work, you know, not completely full time. So I've got time to go walk the dogs, go to the beach, get other things done, life admin, all the things that are keeping me busy. So I think on that front, I'm quite happy with my work-life balance. In terms of what I would change, um, one of my, I think, challenging areas with work-life balance is that I definitely don't always succeed in leaving work at my desk. And I think that's, for me, I primarily work from home and I don't get much sort of commuting time or transition time between home and work. And I find that quite challenging at times to kind of leave work at my desk and then, you know, two minutes later, step into family life. So that is, I think, something that I would ideally like to change. I would like to get better at setting boundaries and leaving work um, where it is. In terms of work-life balance in the past year, it is definitely an area that's been challenging this year. I think if I look back at my 2023, I would definitely like to um, have a better work-life balance in 2024. So I think I'm going to score this six for me. That is probably um, something that I would want to kind of revisit and maybe set an intention for 2024. Okay. That's one category down. Let's pick another one and we'll see where we get to. Working environment. Um, so I mainly work from home and I also travel and work elsewhere at times, but I love working from home. For me, it works really well. I've worked from home for a really long time. And um, over the years, I think I've become really good at it. I have my own dedicated workspace. I have plenty of room for all my things. Um, while I also use my office for drying laundry and, you know, doing yoga or whatever else, um, I do have plenty of space and a really good working environment. I have plenty of office plants that I love and I have a lot of natural light. So there isn't anything that I can think of right now you know, that would be a priority for me to change when it comes to my working environment. In an ideal scenario, you know, you could definitely do a little bit better, but I think from where I'm sitting right now, that feels like a good place to be. So I'm going to score this an eight. There isn't anything sort of that immediately jumps to mind where I would say, oh, I want to change it. Okay, so we've done work-life balance and working environment. Let's try and think of one more. Um, commute and travel is one of the categories on the wheel as well. 
Um, so I'm going to use two of the prompts that I've included in the template. What would you like more of and what would you like less of? Commute and travel. So I can think of things that I would like less of for sure. Um, I do have some travel at the moment that doesn't feel um, particularly positive to me. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure that I like. I have a lot of sort of um, functional travel rather than sort of like, oh, I'm going to a big conference somewhere or something like that. So, I, but I don't have that much of it, but I also wouldn't want more of it. So I definitely don't want more of that. And if possible, I want less of that. What I would probably like more of is a kind of bit more of a break between going to work and being at home and coming home from work, metaphorically speaking. So that I would probably like to have more of. And I have started doing this a little bit towards the end of this year. I have gone for a walk with the dogs um, in the morning before I start work. And it would be ideal, I think, to kind of bookend the working day with a walk on either side. At the moment, it doesn't feel like a super big priority for me to do that. But I do like the idea of it. I think I'm feeling fairly indifferent about this area. Um, it's not prompting a lot of sort of deeper thoughts for me. So I'm just going to score this a five. And I think this is a great example of an area that currently doesn't really feel like a priority for me at all. It's kind of middle of the road. It's okay where it is. I don't think I'm going to come back to that and be like, oh, you know, I really need to, I really need to address that in 2024. Okay, let's pick a one more. And that is the next category on the wheels. I'm going through it kind of clockwise is my technical setup and my desk. <laughs> so what would I change if money was no object? I have a great wish for my desk to be a sit-stand desk. Um, and at the moment, funds aren't really there to do that, but I would love to have a sit-stand desk. I am considering maybe having a sort of cheap and cheerful solution of buying one of those adjustable kind of height um, sort of um, toppers for your desk where you can kind of adjust to make it into a standing desk. But to be honest, like, I'm not sure that would really work for me um, with the setup that I have. And I would just really like to buy a sit-stand desk. And I'm appreciating that, you know, at the moment, my current desk isn't broken. It's completely fine. I have a super comfortable chair. It really works well. So it's not like on fire by any means. It's just a, if money was no object, that's what I would do for sure. I also really need to sort out some things um, around a mic that I have that I bought a long time ago. But when I changed computers earlier this year, um, I never really managed to set the mic up properly. And I think I have a couple of things like that that just need like sort of little niggles in my setup that I need to figure out. I also have some digital niggles in my sort of setup on my kind of email and 
calendar and other tools. There's sort of small things that would smooth my day, make me slightly more productive, maybe make things a little bit easier. I sort of, you know, grating sort of mess or disconnection where I would like there to be kind of um, a smoother workflow for me or just a smoother way of using my own tools. So I'm kind of feeling like this is definitely another area like work-life balance where I want to set some intentions of doing things differently next year. I think for me, this is probably a six because my setup currently is pretty good, but I would like it to be better. And um, I would like it to be even more kind of what I need it to be on a daily basis. Okay. So I have whizzed through some categories here. I've done four out of the eight so far. And so far I've scored work-life balance and my setup stroke desk, those categories, the lowest was um, six. And then, oh no, commute and travel, I've scored five, but I think I'm a happy, I'm a, I'm a happy five with that. And then my working environment eight. This is where I've gotten to so far and definitely identified two areas where I want to make a change and set some intentions. Now I'm going to pause here. I hope you're getting the idea of how this works. Before I go and share reflections on the remaining categories on the wheel, I'm just going to give you a little pause and um, hopefully you can fill in some of these categories as well and use this time to reflect for yourself. Welcome back. I hope that you found time to have a few thoughts and jot down some reflections and some scores for yourself. Let's go on and look at the other categories that are on the hybrid working wheel. And then I want to also walk you through kind of what kind of intentions I might set as a result of this exercise. So one of the parts of the hybrid working wheel is blank to add your own category. And I was kind of thinking what else I would put on there and what particularly um, I feel is really important to me as part of this kind of hybrid blended way of working. And I had a couple of different ideas, but I think the one I'm going to go for is outside um, stroke screen free time. So I really want to, I think for me personally, I work best if I take a healthy amount of time away from the screen, away from being online, on social media, on my phone, whatever way, connected to the internet. And being outside and getting in extra um, kind of distance from screens and technology is really important to me. And I've learned that over the last couple of years is that the more time I find, the more effective and the more kind of creative I can be at work. And I think the kind of screen time, screen free time or time outside really impacts on my work life balance and my health and well being, but also my overall work satisfaction. I enjoy being online and communicating and collaborating with people so much more if it isn't the vast majority of my day. 
and I think I'm naturally quite an introverted person. So this really is a must for me. And I think I'm going to score this a seven. And I don't think there's a particular reason for that other than that's kind of my gut feeling. I feel it's about a seven. It's sort of three quarters of the way. And I would definitely think this is important. And yeah, a, a really big part of my hybrid working kind of setup um, is to have that balance and that screen free time. I'm curious to see if you do complete this exercise for yourself, what aspect of hybrid working you would add to your wheel and what might be important to you. Um, quite a few people I've done this exercise with have put something like, um, you know, family life and being able to kind of spend more time with their kids or their pets or, you know, people they care for. Other people have put something much more um, sort of techie. Maybe they really enjoy doing a particular, um, using a particular tool or particular um, type of content creation or writing or maybe balancing kind of academic and research or, you know, admin. Um, so there might be something around sort of how hybrid working enables you to get better focus or uninterrupted time for, for writing. Whatever it might be, I'm really interested in hearing um, what you put in that blank category for yourself. Now, the next category is social interaction. So I'm going to go back to the prompts and ask myself what works well about social interaction for me. And at the moment, um, this year has been better for social interaction um, in my hybrid working environment than I thought it would be. I've started doing a project with a team that is super sociable online. And it's been really, really fun to do kind of lots of different activities like radio and karaoke. And also just having lots of um, kind of GIF fun, which I really appreciate. But also I have massively enjoyed connecting with people via this podcast and also on my Instagram account, which has been also really, really positive. I've been enjoying quite a lot of social interaction. And yeah, I think at the moment that feels like a really rich part of my hybrid working, probably more so than it did a few years ago. What would I change about my social interactions online? Um, I guess I'm starting a, you know, a new chapter in my career at the moment, and I haven't really made that many connections yet in this new industry that I'm entering or kind of build some closer relationships with people, which I would love to do. And so being involved in new professional networks and getting to know other coaches, for example, is part of what I'm currently doing. And I must say people have been super welcoming and really kind of um, embracing kind of me reaching out to them. So I've had a couple of kind of social chats and coffees um, via Zoom, which has been so much fun. And I feel like my social interaction is very much where I'd like it to be. So I'm gonna score that an eight. Okay, I've got two more categories to do. One, um, communication and collaboration, and one, well-being and health. So let's go with communicate and collaborate first. Um, this 
there anything about that that's causing me stress? Yes, there is. Um, so one of my challenges at the moment is that I'm working with a lot of different people in a lot of different organizations and they all communicate and collaborate in different ways. Everybody has different platforms and different logins and different accounts. Um, I currently have like, I think six different calendars that I am using to show to different people and organizations when I am around and how. And similarly, I have loads of different types of um, environments to work in. And I'm pretty good at that sort of stuff. Like I'm really good at adjusting and adapting, but I am having to jump a lot between different things. And that is making it harder um, or a little bit more stressful to communicate and collaborate particularly because I worry a lot that I might miss something or that I might forget to, you know, cross-link or update something. And, you know, that's happened to me not many times, but a couple of times over the last year. So that is definitely um, one thing that I'm finding a bit challenging. What would someone else like about my setup? That is a prompt that I haven't used much yet. And I think... Um, I think just the sheer volume um, of collaboration is so fun about my setup. Quite a lot of people find working online quite isolating and I am really good at making that a very interactive experience. So I think if you stepped into my shoes for a week and enjoyed my, my style of working and the way I work day to day, I think just a sheer volume of interesting people to get to collaborate with and talk to um, would be a huge plus. So I'm going to score that area a seven. That's probably a pretty good area um, and not one at the moment where I feel I can improve a lot upon what I've already got. So the last area, well-being and health. Well, <laughs> that is a big area and you can, you know, look at this in a kind of very digital point of view, sort of how is digital technology and hybrid working directly impacting your well-being and health? Do you have any underlying or bigger well-being and health challenges or journeys that you're on that are impacting how you can work? Um, and for me, like, I think I, at the start of this year, I finally started to recover from a long-term shoulder injury that had been really impacting upon my health and well-being overall, but specifically my ability to work. And I'd spent over a whole year being unable to move my shoulder normally, and it was causing me a lot of trouble, um, particularly with work. So this whole year has been a journey of kind of, you know, rebuilding strength and getting fitter and more um, well overall. And that's been fantastic. And I think that's also really benefited my mental health. So my overall sense of kind of well-being has definitely increased. And particularly over the last few months, as my career transition has entered a kind of calmer stage, I'm also feeling like that's really benefiting my, my health and my mental health. So I'm going to score it at an eight at the moment. Um, that's pretty high for me. And... That's probably a nice reflection of where my head is at as we go into the holidays. Okay, so I've completed my reflections now. I've been through the whole working 
wheel. I've looked at all eight categories and I've singled out two work life balance and set up and desk that I want to set some intentions for for 2024. And I'll be sharing those with you in the last part. Well, well done if you have followed me along all this way. Um, and I hope you found it useful. I'm curious which areas of hybrid working you might want to make some changes to in 2024. For me, I've identified two, work-life balance and the setup or desk um, area. So I'm going to start with that one, the more practical one. Um, so as I mentioned, a sit-stand desk is definitely my um, object of desire for that. That is something I would love to do. And also setting up the mic and some other things would be helpful. I'm wondering how I can best tackle that in the new year, because some of these, like some of the kind of niggly things that bother me about my setup have probably been bothering me for about, I don't know, six months, a year, maybe longer. And it's quite tough, I think, to, you know, to make time specifically to kind of sit down with yourself and say, okay, today is the day I am going to sort out these niggly things that bother me about my setup. But I, I guess my plan is that I'm going to set aside half a day at some point in January to kind of say, okay, I'm going to use one Friday morning to sort out that stuff that I need to do and, and have kind of like a fresh start to the, a fresh start to my setup year, if you like. And I might even start doing that in maybe the first week when I'm back. I like planning that week to be fairly gentle and um, I definitely don't believe in in <laughs> jumping in at full full pace come January. It's usually a dark time of year and a hard time of year and I am very much um, going to give myself a lot of um, care and kindness in that first heart of January. So having a kind of tidy up day, set up fixing day could be a fun, fun activity, I think to do. I am also going to put it on my kind of list for things to maybe do in 2024 is to look if I can um, get a sit stand desk that might not happen immediately, but it could be a nice goal um, to set for the year to see if I can work towards that. Now, work life balance I was talking about that earlier, and that's also where I want to set some intentions. So I think I'm on the right path with that, but I need to make sure I kind of hold myself accountable to keep making the changes that I need to see there um, so that my work-life balance continues to be better and not slide back into old habits. And I guess that's something where this tool and this reflecting is useful for me because while I am making progress, just reflecting on it now has kind of shown me that I am still concerned about it. And that is definitely something that I want to keep an eye on. And building that awareness in myself that I really need to keep an eye on that work-life balance is really helpful. Because I think, yeah, it's going to help me 
notice when I'm sliding back into overworking or just doing one more thing and just doing one more thing. Oh yeah, and then there's one more thing. So I think I can also start to translate that into practice in the run up to the holidays. Um, I'm always quite intentional and fastidious about getting work off my phone, logging out of emails, setting it out of office, all those sort of nice little steps to take um, in order to create a really proper break for myself. So that is definitely something I can put into practice right away this week. So um, I think we're at the end of our um, journey here together using the hybrid working wheel. And I'm very curious to see what you've come up with in our reflect along. And I hope you found this format fun and that you also learned something or maybe just noticed something along the way. If you've come up against um, kind of questions you don't have answers to or you want some help with reflecting um, or maybe some different prompts, feel free to get in touch with me. I'd be very happy to um, look at that with you and um, yeah, either contact me via social media or just send me a message and we can always um, have a chat about what any questions that you might have. For now, I hope that you have a good run up to the holidays and I will be properly back. I think there'll be a festive special episode um, to close out 2024. The podcast proper will return in January. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the reflective journey. Thank you for listening to Leading Virtual Teams. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can find the links to the tools and resources we talked about in the show notes or head over to marandeepwell.com forward slash podcast.